0: Hi, I'm Kat Farrant, and I'm founder of Movement for Modern Life. Welcome to Yoga Off the Mat. This is the Movement for Modern Life podcast, and in this podcast, I invite you to join me on a journey to meet the champions of change. These are the most inspiring people I've ever met, and they're living a happy, healthy, sustainable life. Today, I'm joined by Mercedes Seuss. And Mercedes is, well, she's a bit of a legend in the London and now international yoga scene. She's one of the most, well, one of the most senior, one of the leading lights in yoga. She does so much. Uh, She teaches some really beautiful, fast, fun, feisty vinyasa classes, which are, have always been legendary. In London, I've been to her classes for years, um, but also she has. She's the teacher of so many senior and really quite strikingly good teachers. So she is really the teacher's teacher. Mercedes is now teaching with positive psychology and. It's really interesting to see how positive psychology impacts yoga and how it also helps us to take our yoga practice off the mat. And in today's conversation, this is exactly what we discuss, how we can take yoga off the mat into everyday life with Mercedes C. Enjoy. Hi, Mercedes. Hi, how are you? Nice to speak I'm again. I'm very well. It <laughs> is great to chat, and yeah, yes. I'm gonna come clean to everyone. This isn't the first time that we're talking. <laughs> we had we have talked before, but we had technical issues. So, yes, I, we did. yeah. Mm. But it's always nice, I think, to do a rerun because sometimes yeah. things. Things have sort of come out a little bit differently, possibly better the second time, they absolutely. always say. It's
1: yeah, absolutely. good if you
0: lose your first draft for work. we yeah. done that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's fine. Meant to be. Yeah. Mm. It's all meant to be. So Mercedes, you are one yeah. of our well, our, uh, one of the longest on the platform and yeah. one of the most senior teachers. So you're a teacher yeah. of teachers. You run yeah. um, YOtown retreats, YOtown mm-hmm. kitchen, yeah. and you have a teacher training and also positive yeah. psychology yes. degree. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> and, and two
0: children. <laughs> Yeah right. So clearly oh, you're a fun. lady with too much time on your hands. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and Thank what you. I really wanted to particularly talk about today, because um, I know that obviously time is always premium, is um, I wanted to talk about your positive psychology course yeah, because. Sure you've sort of managed to weave positive psychology into your yoga practice and your yoga teachings Mm -hmm. in a really innovative way, which I think Mm. people are responding to because we've just put the classes on the site, um, the yeah. Positive Psychology Happiness Series. And people are really going mad for it. Tell us yeah. about it. <laughs>
1: well, it wasn't, you know, look, it wasn't some grand marketing plan, you know, like what can I, you know, dub my style of yoga, you know? It was nothing nothing that, uh, sadly, it's not, not quite that thought out. But it really was more <laughs> my own personal life. Um, uh, you know, i I've been teaching and, and practicing yoga for a long time. I mean, you know, since I was 18, I, when I moved to California, for university that's when I first got into yoga as a practitioner obviously as I started practicing eventually I got into teaching but you know what what I sort of found over the years like anything you have to keep growing and changing and, and your body of knowledge you know it needs to keep expanding um and mm. I, I think that at the time that I sort of um I, I guess started expanding into positive psychology just personally you know I just I, I I was I just had my second child Um, I think when you have children, it, you know, informs you in, in different ways than you, you know, when, when you don't, and it was just something where I felt like, oh, watching them um, sort of see the world like everything's new and, you know, the silliest things mm. were, were just kind of, you know, their eyes wide. And I just thought, God, that that thing when you mm. learn, you know when, you're, you, mm. you, you know, when you expand your knowledge, it is so life-affirming and it's just something that brings such natural joy. And I just mm. felt like it was very strange. It was almost something really primal in me, just wanting to suddenly learn more and learn, you know, get another sort of, you know, a new sort of depth and level to the things, my knowledge that was just... Positive psychology, when I came across it, it was something that had a scientific. Mm. It's grounded in science. Um, it is mm. grounded really in a lot of research and a lot of all the interventions and everything that's sort of used and tested. It's you it, know it's something that have been has been researched and tested over and over again before it's kind of officially a thing, if that makes sense, you know, and mm. before it's mm. actually saying, okay, we find for a thousand, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of people, this tends to be the case for a life of flourishing, of happiness, of you know, whatever, you know, mm. well being wellness so i loved that aspect of it because i felt like in my yoga my yoga sort of both teaching and probably learning it come to a point where i i feel like i just wanted more more to back it up if that made sense like Mm. okay we talk about like oh when you twist you detox or backbends or heart openers Mm -hmm. you know we always say these lofty things in yoga and it's like well what, what are we talking about exactly and who says mm. says who? And what is the science behind that? Mm. And who's actually tested these things? Mm. And who's actually going to question, you know, what's just being said and just kind of resaid, you know? And I just felt like, well, you know, for me, I just as, as a teacher and, and like I said as a practitioner, just felt like oh, I just wanted to keep keep exploring, not you know, knowledge, mm. you know, the, the knowledge, I suppose. Mm. So that's really mm. where when I, I decided to go back to, to school and I applied for different, you know, I wasn't sure which type of things I was going to do. I fell across a, a Cambridge, they would, a, a coaching um, degree they were doing and it's psychological approaches to coaching. And so in mm. that there, one of the psychological approaches to coaching was uh, positive psychology, not just that there was CBT and, you know, all, all kinds of other, other approaches to coaching, but, um, the positive psychology, when we sort of came upon that module, I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is a branch of psychology I hadn't really heard of much. Um, and it was just really spoke to me. I was like, ah, it's just like, oh, this is kind of in some ways what we're self-development people talk about in some, but without, mm-hmm. again, without the science, you know, um, spiritual mm-hmm. aspects. But again, you know, we've spoken about, but without the science to back it up. And this just felt like so much of that stuff that I'd maybe thought, heard, or knew instinctively had suddenly a science to it. And it had like yeah. it had you know it had some gravitas it had some real some real roots and so it really mm. spoke to me and I decided for my sort of you know my my final I guess sort of thesis so to speak my final kind of paper to write it up around using a psychological approach to coaching using positive psychology as the angle and so that yeah. were things like the character strengths came in uh, mindfulness uh, you know. That whole sense of just, you know, uh, gratitude and, and how do we use our, our top character strengths. And, and it just was stuff that I thought, gosh, you know, this this actually complements so well. It's not like yoga and positive psychology, they're not mutually exclusive. They actually go really well together. They complement. And I felt like this is now giving me, I think, the science I was looking for to back up some of the stuff mm. I was saying for years in yoga, but didn't really actually probably have, you know. again, anything to really back it up or, or, you know, to really go, oh, okay, this is actually why we say this. And so that's where I started, especially Mm. with my teacher training. I was like, you know, look, I think this is really good as a teacher, gosh, to focus on your character strengths, you know, to really kind of focus on, on, on what's going well for you. Mm. Not like, where I'm lacking or where I'm weak. And then as a practitioner, oh, how great to approach yoga, not saying, oh, I'm not flexible. I'm not strong. I can't do a handstand, all these silly things you hear. It's like, well, what, what can we do? Can we start from where we are? And so I just felt like, oh gosh, you know, this approach is so beneficial to both the practitioner and the teacher or the teacher trainee, someone learning to be a teacher. And so this is where I felt like if I'm going to do another teacher training, I really wanted to grow and stretch. And that's where I was like, I'm going to have it be positive psychology inspired. We're going to work on our own character strengths and how do we teach from that place not to be like me but right. rather to find yourself and then you be your greatest teacher you know possible so that's you know that's really great.
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and and what strikes me is that's really that is that, that is yoga isn't it because yoga is sort of a coming into yourself yeah. and that's what I love about this um tie in with positive psychology because all mm-hmm. it is is you know it's not like the self-help help books which yeah. are like Become your best self, become, yeah. <laughs> which feels like you're sort of becoming somebody else. Yeah. Or you
1: left somewhere um, you have to go, like it doesn't exist already. Or, you know, like, it's like, you know, it's like, what, start from where you are. What are your strengths now? We all have them. You know, mm. we all have our, our things mm. or what's going well for you right now. Not like what's mm. the life that you'd like to be living, you know, it's like, well, no, actually mm. what's going good for you now? And then build on that, you know? Mm. Really build on a negative so you know you can't build on what doesn't exist so
0: yeah no that sounds um really so so give us an example about some of the uh, character strengths that people might have that might resonate well-
1: Know, there's actually it's not you know it's there's actually certainly from a positive psychology point of view and mm-hmm. there's there, there's actually 24 well it depends there's a few mm-hmm. different um, Gallup strengths and, and realized two strengths. they have more they have 64 but let's just say the one mm-hmm. I quite like is the the via.org um, strengths because it's it's 24 character strengths mm-hmm. under six virtues, six categories and mm-hmm. it's things like zest, humor um, gratitude, ability to love and be loved, the appreciations of, of beauty in nature, forgiveness, patience, Um, resilience you know that sense of grit getting back up again so there's you know 24 and by the way we all have them these aren't talents so it's not like oh I can play the piano well or I can sing well it's not not talents okay it's just things that are my natural go-tos that come to me effortlessly the way I solve problems my strengths that come that you know hopefully we're using our our main character strengths for the most part throughout the day you know our days Mm -hmm. we're not using you know always using things that don't energize us so the Mm -hmm. character strengths way you know what's my character strength? Well, yes, you can take the actual little there's tests, but otherwise, what what energizes you? What comes easily to you? What comes natural to you? Do you use humor in in, in tough situations? Do you are you able to go to gratitude naturally? Um, mm. maybe you forget, maybe perspective, you know, it's all these things of what what there's always three or four top character strengths, right? And those mm. are the ones that doesn't say doesn't mean by the way, the other ones you can't Bring up, or you can't, you don't have, or you don't use. It just the ones that are natural, that exist in their full, you know, kind of potential for you already. That um, feel good when you use them. That are effortless. That feel like it's really part of you. You know, use more of that rather than flexing, right. flexing, and always doing something that maybe that's not coming so natural to you for whatever reason. At certain points yeah. in your life, by the way, I mean they can change. You know, the character strength today in your top five might not be something in ten years just because your life has changed. You don't need to. You don't need to use it as much.
0: Hmm. Well, so, that makes sense. Yeah. but and, and I think sometimes people, um, I certainly sometimes find it quite hard to see myself objectively. Mm-hmm. It's quite hard to sort of see, especially if I'm having a, a bit of a downtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, I'm rubbish at everything. No, mm-hmm. no, you know. So, so is there is there a quiz online that people can do where they can work this out? So yeah. What their strengths are? Well,
1: for the for the character strengths, yes. So you mm. have, like I said, the right. via, VIA. Basically, it's values in action. So VIA.org, dot mm. org. Yeah, it's a right. it's free to do. By the way, it's also free to do. Right. So
0: um, so we can link to that in the show notes. That's yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I think you you should be able to. Right, I think you should be able yeah. to. Um, and it's great because basically it's it, like I said, it's free. It doesn't take that long to do, but it's so it, like so there's such there's a, such a rich rich resource. It explains mm-hmm. the different characters' sense, and it's actually kind of a hard test to fake to like cheat if that makes sense, right? Because you don't really know. You kind of think you know how you're answering, and mm-hmm. of course, if someone says yeah, you know, you, you want to answer in a way that makes you seem loving and forgiving, <laughs> <You know? laughs> of course, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one wants to be the one that's, you know, how easily yeah, do you forgive? Oh, yeah. A, yeah. not B, you know, <laughs> of course, no. But it anticipates those things that are natural altruistic tendencies of wanting to be, you know, the mother Teresa of all, mm. you know, those things are of course, you know. <laughs> but um of course I can love and forgive and compassion and empathy. And it doesn't mean you can't, but there's probably other things that are that are maybe maybe the go to's, you that know, that are a little easier. easier. Yeah, that come in easier and that right. probably you should be using rather than trying, you know, and for different reasons. We all have different stories, different narratives, different um, backgrounds mm-hmm. and um, and so it's not positive or negative in that way. Like there's not one better than the other, but it's like, let's right. take, for example, one of my top ones is creativity. So mm. when I teach, I'm as you know, I love, I use creativity. Mm. I never do the same class twice. I wait till I walk mm. in the room to figure out what should we do today. Let me see who's here in front of me, the students. Uh, it doesn't make me nervous to be mm. creative. In fact, it makes me nervous to stick to a plan. I've always been that way. Even if right. I was doing dance in school, my high school teacher, I remember saying, God, I must be so nervous for you just to make stuff up you know, every recital, you're just making stuff up. And I thought, not at all. I'll play the music, I'll see what happens. And what's what's stressing out is, oh gosh, I have to stick to a plan. Now, that's right. not better or worse than someone who has to actually, they're they like, you know, self-regulation let's say or they're very you know Mm -hmm. particular and they want to have that plan and that specific thing written out and that's that's a strength for them they love the detail they love this that you know so for them they might come in and teach from that point of view and that that is where they will shine and it's not like one is Mm -hmm. better than the other makes sense but if you're not naturally let's say creativity isn't in your top strengths you like I see in my teacher training sometimes they're very nervous Mm -hmm. about oh my gosh what do you mean I have to come up with X, Y, Z, you know, and so you have to, you know, your strength. So, so why would you teach from that place? If it's not your natural strength, then don't teach what you know from the place that
0: you know. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it it makes total sense. I think it's brilliant. So you focus on the positive aspects of yourself and then in your life, you try to sort of enhance those or make situations or... Things where you're using those strengths.
1: Exactly. You know, if the the happiest Mm -hmm. people are people who are leveraging their character strengths, their strengths the most throughout the day you know we're not particularly happy it's like like doing a job it doesn't mean like okay yeah i might be able to uh uh, yeah sure accounting i might have i could sure maybe attention to detail isn't my top strength it's actually a weakness i could still do it but i'm not going to be energized Mm. or happy or interested right about it's not going to it's not going to you know enrich my life or my moment i'm not going to feel great about it so if you're spending Mm. your day doing things that yes technically you can do but you're not they don't really you know, they don't float your boat, so to speak. They don't jazz you. They don't, they don't come easily to you. They don't energize you. It's mm. pretty depressing. So really it's that thing of how do I find the things? How do I bring my character strength into mm. the thing that I'm doing? What's the approach? Same thing with problem solving. You know, maybe I problem solve a certain way using a character strength, my creativity again, perspective, mm. uh, you know, something my zest, my vitality maybe i I use that to problem solve rather than trying to 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 do the sort of conventional approach that may or may not may may or may not suit me and that's you know that's where it's just starting to sort of know where do i where 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 you know literally where am I strong not where am I going wrong mm. What's going wrong and that's the thing of mm. trying gratitude is a big you know big part of that and some people are naturally more grateful than others um again we can all be grateful of course, but there's a real science around gratitude in and of itself you
0: know mm. So mm. well, I, yeah. I I love that. Where am I strong instead of where am I going wrong?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, going strong versus what's going wrong, and it's you know it rhymes, but there is something to it, right? It's that thing of like, yeah, again, what can I focus on? I can focus on what's going well for me right now, mm. or I can focus on where where it feels like everything's going to pot. But at mm. the end of the day, there's the uh, there's I think it's the boat analogy. I think Dr. Robert this was Dean one of the the, the 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 I actually did his course. I I qualified a mm course, um, as psychology certification, one of his, his ones, um, this boat analogy where basically if you think of a boat, okay, there's a hole in a boat, right? That's like a weakness for you. Mm-hmm. So that's your weakness represents right. your weakness. So y- you can, you got to patch the hole. Don't get me wrong. You can't just ignore mm-hmm. where things are wrong. Okay. But once you patch the hole, because you don't patch the hole, the boat will, you know, you'll sink, he'll drown. Right. Fair right. enough. But once you patch the hole, if you just stay there and stare at it all day and worried about it, you know, and just kind of put your energy towards that hole, (laughs) your your boat doesn't go anywhere. Rather, if you look up and you focus on your sail and you start angling your sail and you work your sailing position the right way, suddenly your boat starts Mm -hmm. to explore the waters, right? You're not Mm -hmm. sinking, you know, but the the strengths, basically your sail is your strengths, if that makes sense. We patch our weaknesses, yes. Of course you want to plug your weakness because you don't want to drown. So if you have things, things that are drowning you, things that are really bringing you down, yes, please do not ignore them. You know, whether it's clinical mm. or just not, but it's a real problem for you. It's important. Yes. But if you put mm. all your energy on that, it's not a happy life. Of, it's not a life of flourishing, is it? Because, you know, there's only so mm. much. You, you, you patch the hole, look up, there's the sails, that's your strengths. So you use your strengths to kind of get your boat floating, so to speak if that makes sense. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it really does, because there are so many sort of, especially yoga fours, like yoga four, and then they'll sort of focus on some, a negative thing, like, yeah. oh, yoga for the grief, or yoga for, um, you know, something which somebody's working on, like weight loss, or you yeah. know, and people like, "Oh, I won't be happy until I get this date," yeah. and that can be a byproduct. Yeah. I mean, obviously there are things to do, but it can be a, like sitting and focusing on it.
1: Yeah. Or like, okay, so for those of you who are inflexible, do this. Those of you who can't yeah, right. do this, right? You know, okay, That's and if, if you can't do that. Then, you know, okay, those of you who are beginner, those of you who, you know, struggle yeah, with yeah, it, yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to like, you know, okay, mm. you know, like even say in, in our uh, language and in our teacher training, I say, guys, mm. you know, don't say if you're not inflexible, just say something like, if your hamstrings haven't reached their full potential yet, you know, because it's a growth <laughs> mindset, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like it's all the growth mindset, like yet, yet is really important. It's a really powerful word. word. The growth mindset is a huge part of positive psychology as well. You know, yet, you know, if I'm not there mm. yet. Like, that's fine. Let's see, what can you do today? Or what can you do in this moment? Can you just breathe? Well, great. Let's work on the breath then. Let's just totally focus on your breath. Forget about anything else, where your hands are touching, where they're not touching. Don't worry about that. Let's go to what we can do. And that's really the oh, focus is what, what can you do right now? You know, like who cares? What you can't do isn't going to help you at this moment, right? So, you know, going, <laughs> okay, For so those of you who can't touch your toes, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 Right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. What about us? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, and again, what's the point of focusing on that? Like, you know, or even just that languaging of, you
0: know, great, what I can't do, mm. you know, what, mm. can, what can you do? And then, okay, let's work with that. So start from mm. where you are. Yeah. And, yeah. and what I really love in your classes and the way that you do sequence them is mm-hmm. that there's a real element of sort of playfulness around it because you're right mm-hmm. your your sequences are so creative mm-hmm. I don't know how you come up with them <laughs> like that with top, that. Just <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, but it's brilliant yeah. and um, but but then the nice thing is is there's a real playfulness about whether or not a posture is achieved and for uh, example in sorry. lots of classes what you'll find is. Yeah. This is the peak pose, and uh, now yeah. we're all going to work uh, on it. And oh, if you can't <laughs> get to it, yeah, right. of course. Yeah. yeah, that's and incredible. here there's a real lightness about. Yeah. um an ability to reach a pose or not to reach a pose in the end it doesn't really matter because there are other things that you're doing at that time
1: well it's because somewhere along the way yoga got hijacked uh, by these poses and you know yoga was never um yoga was always a breath-centric practice the poses came later they poses were developed in monastic environments because to sit and meditate and contemplate and pray and basically levitate for long periods of time you know in illness, you have to be very strong and very flexible, you know? So your body mm. has to be healthy. Absolutely. and has to be strong and flexible to some degree. But you know, the reason we, uh, at least I always tell my students, I'm putting you mm. purposefully. I know if you just stand tall and put your hands in prayer, you can breathe easy and deep and life is good. And you're, you go, know, great. But life isn't like that, right? Sometimes life throws you a handstand. Sometimes life <laughs> throws you a double twist bind. Sometimes life throws you things. Now, how is your breath when that happens? When suddenly I say, take your right foot yeah. and, and move to tree pose and you have to balance, where is mm. your breath there? You know, what's happened mm. suddenly? What's happened suddenly? What, mm. what's the, what, where's the mind now? You know, so how powerful if we can learn, you know, thoughts will always happen. Life happens. Things happen, right? Mm-hmm. But if we can learn to let the mind find equilibrium, no matter what's happening around us, which is, again, this is talk for thousands of, you know, on all kinds mm. of disciplines, right? nothing new. I'm still not coming up with it. But you know, we're purposely putting you into these postures. Some of them more technical than mm. others. By technical, I mean, yeah. obviously challenging a little more because I'm not so interested. Can you get your leg around your head, and then stand up and hold it? That's in and of itself. That's mm. not interesting. You have a million contortionists and gymnasts who can do that, but can you imagine the advanced yoga practitioner is the one who can keep breathing while struggling trying to get into that, who can keep their mm. wits about them? That's your level three master yoga. Mm. It doesn't mean you're ever going to get your head, your leg around there, but the master yoga is. Ah, you know what? I can look at this moment for what it really is, which is not so mm. important that I get into this pose. But my breath is even, it's calm, it's steady, and it's not any different to as if I was standing with two feet on the ground and or in child's pose. Let's say, you know, mm. there's yoga because in life, if I, it's all great and life's good, right? You know, things are going mm-hmm. well. We make money, we got our love, and we're doing this, and we got our kids. You know, whatever it is, you know, it's all good and easy. But suddenly, life throws you literally, like I say, a handstand. Mm-hmm. It turns upside down. What if you sure, can't yeah. deal? You can't deal when suddenly. What's the point? Where's the yoga? You know. Yeah. So you know these things that happen in studios. It's not yoga. We don't go to yoga. We go to yoga asana, and that's that's okay. You know, we're doing yoga asana, but we're doing yoga mm-hmm. asanas become better at practicing yoga, which is what happens when you leave the studio. <laughs> you know, again, yeah, right. the studio environment's beautiful. You have incense and music, and you have people all community and kumbaya. Of course, it's wonderful, beautiful, <laughs> right? What happens when you walk up the studio doors and someone hasn't been practicing asana? Yeah. Hasn't been breathing deeply for an hour, you know, suddenly who are you? But you know what I mean? I mean, it's like that thing of like, why it doesn't stop at the mat. I think it's been hijacked by these postures where people, you know, you go, Hey, you practice yoga. No, I can't touch my toes. Well, okay, not really touching toes is neither here nor there, but you know, how well can I breathe under pressure really? (laughs) So, you know, those, those postures, when I put my students in those postures, I want them to play with it. Not because I, it's really so important we get into it, but again, how is our breath? Let's play, let's smile. You know, what's the triggers? Can I look, can I not attach myself to the, you know, to, to calling this a success or a failure or judging or, you know, can I just breathe? And going, this is curious, this is interesting. Okay, this is interesting what's happening now. And that's really in the classes, what we're doing. We're playing, right? We're just playing. Okay, Mm. let's try this. This doesn't quite work. Let's try it this way. Let's see if we can breathe. Because really all I want to do is see if we can breathe in really tricky places.
0: Right. And that that is a really, really brilliant synopsis of why I think yoga is sort of an amazing tool. It's like a magic tool. It's a magic Mm -hmm. gift. Because yeah you're right the shit will inevitably hit the fan yeah. and it is a question of how we deal do you have um because, i mean it's, it's a of life
1: yeah. yeah or how quickly we auto correct when we slip out because we're only human you know yeah you know we're all gonna flip off somebody driving at some point <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's
1: not this thing of like, oh, I practice yoga. I'm so perfect, you know? It's more like in this Mm. moment I'm saying this, I'm in this perhaps argument and I'm thinking to myself, gosh, what I'm saying right now, this is going to really get me into trouble later, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm human and then I'll (laughs) auto-correct and then I'll say, sorry, I was an ass, and, you know, I had a bad day. But that's okay. It's our ability to auto-correct. So do you know what I mean? It's not about being perfect either. The thing of like just being able to see the moment for what it is and then ultimately have a bit of fun with it because otherwise you're not going to get the game life is the, that's the game you know and if you if you don't if you don't see that it'll be very miserable a lot of suffering you know <laughs> That's true,
0: right? Well, That's that's a really, uh, the lovely thing about you, Mercedes, is your, the sense of lightness and playfulness, which you bring to this conversation, which is sort of one of the most deep and most important conversations that there is in life. Yeah. And then, and then you're able to sort of like, well, you know, uh, how are we going to deal with that? Yeah. That's (laughs) it. And that's so, and it's so beautiful to hear this wisdom. As you say, you know, it's not the first time anyone's heard this. But said in such an interesting, in a light way, in a way which is so creative, that's really impacted me. Do you have any things that you actually, um, so when you're in that moment of, say, road rage, do you have any, like, tips? Like, how is it that people can really remember to do that and breathe.
1: (laughs) So the great thing is you don't have to. This is what I tell, again, getting back to what I tell my students, you know, we are creatures Mm. of habits, right? Human beings are autopilot. We go on autopilot. It's as simple as that. So what we're doing on the mat is trying to create a new habit. So what happens is the road rage happens less and less. It doesn't mean it never happens, but it doesn't doesn't happen Mm. as much as it used to (laughs) because I don't, my, my body doesn't go, the physiological responses to that stress doesn't trigger me the way it used to because day in, day out or whatever, however, it doesn't mean once a week, whatever, mm-hmm. however often you can get to the mat, you breathing deep in difficult moments, your brain, mm. your body, your physiological responses change, right? Over time, if I'm constantly putting myself in a tricky pose and I'm teaching my body mm. and my brain to react differently, my, bo- my brain doesn't know that I'm driving and stressed or I'm in a, a you know, leg around the head, handstand, whatever you want to call it. You know, it just knows mm-hmm. I'm in a place where it's not my comfort zone. Okay. So, mm. what's well, a great thing? What happens, and this I can attest to, and that's not because I'm not any sort of mm-hmm. special yoga or anything, it's just time, it's just practice. It's just, you know, look, it's just it's old hat. Okay. You do it enough. Your body literally can't go there after a while. It's just like, no, the brain's like, it's a new habit gets formed. So you're like, Oh, great. Or right. you're like, you're kind of half hearted road rage. just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then, and then, <laughs> and, then it, and then it happens. And then it's over. You're not still talking about it in your head as you're still driving on. It's done. You know, you, you, you right. drop, you drop it a lot quicker. So what I'm saying is it happens less. And it happens for less amount of time, if that makes sense. You drop it quicker. Your ability to let it go and see it for what it is and go, you know what, I can let fester in this and it can ruin this or I can just let it go because whatever you feed is going to, survive. So you see it, mm. you see it for what it is more. if That makes sense. It's, not, it's like, it's like, in you know, meditation and people think, Oh, I can't stop thinking. You're not trying to stop thinking. You're trying to see your thoughts. You know, your thoughts will always come. We're creatures of habit. We always think that's what we do. We have to, we have to anticipate future thoughts, whatever, but we see them for what it is. And our mind gets less, um, distracted it doesn't the urgency to to like oh my gosh i must feed every thought i must create a story i must put emotions i must make it a net my narrative must be you know absolutely you know this this is what's happened now you know we just kind of see it oh that's interesting it's a thought. We become more that observer. They always talk about be the observer. Well, you're able to become more like judicious around which thoughts do I pay attention to, which thoughts should I just let pass by? Because my mind and my thoughts are two different things. They don't need to be always just right there, and buddies, glued to each other. So we that that gap gets bigger and bigger, and so you know, to say, how does that happen? You don't need to go. How do I do it? Don't worry, get on the mm. mat, breathe, put yourself in as many tricky little weird places as possible. And then breathe in those places. Your body, your mind is going to naturally find its way out of those tricky situations off the mat and it will see it. And it doesn't mean you won't get those moments, but those moments will happen less. And when you do happen, you'll, you'll attach yourself less as a, as something. It won't be such a thing, if that makes sense, you know? <laughs> That's, that's yeah. really my best advice <laughs> from my experience, by the way, it might be different for others, but what I noticed is certainly like, you know, mm. you know, that's, that's what I sort of notice. You're going, Oh, this is interesting. I'm, I'm going into labor on a train. I'm in, in going to London and I'm okay. I'm okay. Everyone let's all be calm now. And my mind's thinking that, you know, but it's just years of yoga. Literally. That's what happened. We were just talking about at lunch right now. You know, my first child went into labor a month really? early on the train, went into labor a month really? early. I'm thinking, all right, this is interesting, you know, mm, I'm, -hmm. I'm trained in between what's in it. And and the ability to just see clearly in that moment, what needed to happen and telling everybody around, Mm -hmm. you be calm, you go get a first aid kit, you put an announcement on the train, see if there's a doctor, you know, and trying to direct people who are panicked (laughs) when you're the one pregnant, you know, about, you know, (laughs) by the way, you know, a breech baby, 36 to 35 weeks at that point, you know, and, but again, it's that thing of my body naturally just, you know, it has to, it, it was like, okay, mm. this is a stressful, uncomfortable moment, but I, I can keep some perspective. Mm. And that's the power of yoga. Yeah. And again, get to the mat. You don't forget about how do I keep my, you know, road rage at bay. Oh, just get to the mat. You know, that stuff will, yeah. will become less, less, less interesting to have those moments.
0: Yeah. You know, But, um, yeah, I think that's, again, that's a really lovely way of putting it. And mm. for me, the thing that really um, resonates as well is when you said, and maybe the roadway will happen, but the story stops. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens, and I and I now catch myself, is something no. will happen, and then I have this conversation yeah. in my head going on and on and on and on and on. Oh, and those said? Oh, and if I'd have said this, and then and then you just catch yourself like, what on earth am yeah. I doing? You
1: catch yourself, or if you have children like me, you, they catch you and go, mom, what are you talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who are you talking yes. to? <laughs> Nothing. Yes,
0: <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> just a yeah. thing that I'm still reliving. Yeah. And this story. When your five yeah.
1: year old goes to you, Why are you still talking? You're like nothing don't worry about it you know so yeah exactly brilliant yeah yeah Yeah. well
0: kids are very 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 good teachers aren't they They're advanced (laughs) level
1: yeah exactly they are (laughs) very much so they really see the moment for what it is you know
0: yeah so yeah absolutely and what I also wanted to ask is I always just like to ask um what are the little simple small steps that you might be able to share with people that might be able to lead them to a little bit of happiness in their day today or right now. you you I think Mm -hmm. it's funny. This, this happiness, the big H word,
1: you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. so bandied about like, you know, workshops, how to be happy, you know, (laughs) five ways to being happy, you know, happy, happy, happy. So it's become this thing of like, What makes you feel you should be happier than you are right now anyway? You're judging it against something for one, right? I mean, like, what? No, but really, like, well, why? What makes you think you you aren't happy? Well, because... uh, what is it? What are you judging it against? So that's one, there's an image you're judging it against, right? Because you have to have something, there's something telling you you're not happy. <laughs> but that's because, right. you, you know, what is it that makes you think you aren't happy? So that's one thing, right? But, you know, right. the other The other thing I always tell people, I don't think being happy is our issue. And I, I really don't. The more mm-hmm. I sort of teach and coach and speak and live and just, you know, life in general, the, the, the real trick is that we aren't taught and we don't know how to manage our unhappiness. And that is the Mm. issue. And I don't think Mm. that how to be happy is a problem. I think actually we do know how to be happy. We know what makes us happy. But what Mm. is tricky is the the unhappy moments because we're not supposed to be unhappy, right? You're uncomfortable. You're sad. Don't be sad. What happens as a child? Don't cry, you know? Oh, don't be upset. Um, Oh, distract yourself. You're sad, you know? Mm. Put this, have... Uh, take drugs, drink, have sex, you know, uncomfortable feelings are not something society or anybody and, and, you know, parents mean well, right? Don't cry. But, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not encouraged. So what Mm. is it? So it's such a surprise that we're growing up to be, you know, a society of adults who are unhappy or can't find happiness but of course you know and actually we we know how to naturally we know how to be happy humans our natural tendency is happiness our natural baseline is the sense of happiness the problem is is that it's the unhappiness we don't know how to manage so then again as i said my first question is then we start measuring it against i'm unhappy right now something's wrong with me uh you know i'm not comfortable with it it's it's bad it's negative I don't think to myself, well, of course I can't have happiness, if I don't have unhappiness. We never look at unhappiness that way, right? Like it's actually necessary mm. to have unhappiness to know happiness because what are you, what are you gauging it against? Right. So, mm. you know, what are the tips to being happy? I don't know. You're happy already. Probably. <laughs> you know? It's like that happiness is there. It's like, where's, it's like that, that Avidya, you know, it's that happiness is there, but how do I yeah. see it? How do I see mm. it? And so it's it's managing the unhappiness, I think, that we, you know, in general need to be more comfortable with. We're going to have unhappy mm. moments. We're going to have unhappy days. We're going to have unhappy times in our life. You know, again, mm. we're on the mat. What do we do? We put ourselves in unhappy, uncomfortable moments purposely because we want to learn how to breathe through those moments. And I'm telling you that really, mm. you know, I can't come back to like more, you know, I can't stress how important that is. We're just creatures of habit. And so the more you're okay mm. with being uncomfortable now and again, Then, when you're happy, you can really flourish in those happy moments because you're like, actually, yeah, I know the sort of difference between the two. And it's not that one, I'm just going to relish in one. I'm okay with whichever, whatever I'm feeling, whatever's coming up, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah,
0: right.
1: I'm okay. I like that. It's an acknowledgement. Yeah, just manage the unhappiness. And then the happier moments become few, uh, become, uh, become, you know, more, they become more regular and less few and far between. You, you kind of recognize, okay, you know, and again, ask yourself, what makes you think you should be happier than you are right now?
0: Because probably good, you, don't, you, don't, you don't, you don't, you don't quite like, know, right? You <laughs> know, like, no. no, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier, couldn't be happier to uh, no. to be in this conversation. Yeah, I think I'm it's not, a good,
1: do you know what I mean? Conversation like, to have. yeah. It's not necessarily you, but like in general, sometimes when we, you no. know, if we really ask ourselves, well, yeah, what is making me feel like I should be happier than this moment? You know, well, of course there's clinical depression. Let's not dismiss medical. And there are reasons that absolutely I'm not dismissing that. You know, I, I do think there's, there's, there's a real thing there, you know, but if, if there's not, if that isn't present, if pathology isn't present, you know, it's just that thing of, you know, what, what, what makes you think you should be happier? You know, mm. you're not happy. How do you know you're not happy? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe <you're> not. <laughs> you, are. you are, you know, maybe get on Instagram and stop comparing it to like other people's highlight reels, you know? It's your yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Well, that's
0: oh. <laughs> go. That, that, that is a amazing. Thing. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I, uh, yeah.
1: That,
0: uh, you know what? I have yeah. got a lot from today, ladies. Thank Great. you. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. It's I learned yeah. a lot. You've said something in some very, very different ways. I'm now just going to have to have a little think about. <laughs> but It's really, really lovely. Lovely thank to you. hear well, your so thoughts. So I'm so glad. Well, I'm glad that you've done the positive psychology as part of our yoga, because that's so important to have it integrated into life. It's nice. Yeah.
1: And I really, what I really enjoyed is teaching, um, T- people to teach with it, like on the teacher training. So I'm really hoping what you'll start seeing is more and more of these crops of teachers will start using it. And certainly the teachers I've, I've been training, you know, a lot of them are really gravitating to it too. And they're using it in their, you know, in their teaching now. And so it'll start spreading. And I'm, you know, for me, my, my biggest joy is that thing of, of just sharing it and, and showing people like, you know, yeah, we can sort of be these, these channels and kind of keep, you know, keep kind of spreading, spreading, spreading the word, you know, so hopefully you'll see more and more of it. And, um, you know, I think that'll
0: be really nice for both, the, both, Yes. students and teachers you know yes yeah that's brilliant yeah and um where where can people and how can people find you obviously you're on movement oh, for modern life yeah. <laughs> Can they can they come to your retreat center, Yotown?
1: No, yeah, so I kind of dive, divvy my time up between London and Devon at the moment, obviously half and half. So um, in, in Devon, I'm at Yotown, Yotown, you go to Yotown.com, I'm there sort of half the week. And, the, um, and then in London, I'm kind of there half the week. I still teach some a couple of yoga classes. I'm over at TriYoga a couple couple classes a week, group classes. Mm-hmm. I teach um, obviously workshops. I do my teacher training in yoga um, in, in London. I do my teacher training. And then I also have, of course, the Yotown um, in Sussex. Gardens, the Yotown sort of kitchens, the Yotown restaurants. So I have them in Marlebone and mm-hmm. in um, Sussex Gardens. And so we do a lot of events there as well. I'm actually going to be doing more and more sort of workshops in that come sort of spring summer. So if you just kind of, yeah, come on to mercedesthief.com. I'll try to update it, by the way. I say that at this moment. It's like a graveyard. I'm so busy. I haven't. <laughs> Being honest, they're gonna go to it and be like, "Yeah, something from 2018 listed on there." But no, I promise you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in- yeah, they can follow you on Instagram yeah. for Mercedes, yeah. What's your handle, Mercedes? Yeah, okay. Yes. N-
1: Ngo is my maiden name, Mercedes Engo, and yeah. so that's my maiden name. But my I use more my married name now, Sieff. So Mercedes and then S i e f f. Very simple. But yeah, Instagram's probably the best, moment. it's a little easier to update than a website. So
0: less, less. Yeah. I really hope you enjoyed that whistle-stop tour into positive psychology and yoga off the mat with Mercedes as much as I did. I must say I found there were so many snippets. It, it felt like it was sort of 100 miles an hour and so densely full of information. I'm going to definitely, this is going to be a conversation that I put on my save list and I re-listened to because it's so interesting to hear Mercedes' thoughts on how positive psychology does impact our yoga practice and how it's all within our capacities to be exactly as we are and to be more of what we are, I suppose. That's really, that's really got to be the key to it. Um, the thing that really struck me as being cool and funny is, you know, that list of the positive attributes. Um, hopefully, you'll take a little look at that from the show notes and work out what yours are. But this is really, really similar exercise to the thing that I did Of course, I didn't know anything about positive psychology when I did it. But as I was a lawyer and I was looking to, I was just trying to work out why it wasn't really working for me, why being a lawyer wasn't working for me. And this is just before I gave up. And I wrote myself a little um, Venn diagram. And the diagram was what are the things I'm good at and what are the things that my job requires? Those are a couple of the access. The other things were, what are the things that I love and what do I want to do? Um, On a day-to-day basis, that is. So uh, I think it's quite interesting and we've really hit on something here. Mercedes reminded me of it. of Really, what are are your innate skill sets? What are the things which are really good? Because I really wasn't I didn't have the innate skill sets of a lawyer, to be fair. You know, like like Mercedes said, well, her thing isn't necessarily attention to detail. Well, mine isn't either. And unfortunately, that is the sort of top skill needed in being a lawyer. So I found that I was trying too hard in doing one thing and making myself thoroughly miserable and working too hard and also at the same time having to actively quash another half of myself, just sort of pretend that this sort of energetic, creative side wasn't really there. So, well, that didn't work out very well. But I'm very, very pleased that I came across that little um, that little thought exercise. And I think it's a really useful one for us all to do. Anyway, I just wanted to share that because I thought it might be something that you might want to take off into your life and Have a think about: Is what are your innate gifts? What are your innate skills, and how can you use more of those? Um, So I think we all have them, and it will make us happier if we um, do the things which are easy and fun for us. Anyway, do check out Mercedes' classes on Movement for Modern Life. You can just go to movementformodernlife.com. And you can scroll down, have a look at our teachers, and you'll see Mercedes' classes are right there. And her newest positive psychology sequence is up. You can get yourself a free 14-day trial and see if practicing yoga at home with the top, with the world-class teachers, see if that works for you. And hopefully it will. And we have got so many cool and exciting things going on in our community community. We're a really sweet, down-to-earth collection of yogis and people who are, well, we're just on the path. We're all of us just on the path to trying our very best, and there's no more that we can do. But it's a nice supportive community, and we have a lovely um, closed group, a closed Facebook group, where we support each other and hold each other accountable, which really helps if we're committing to our yoga journey. So that's what members of Movement for Modern Life get. And they also get my weekly musings in the form of my Monday Move More email, which is like, these are the latest classes, and this is my theme of, this is what's coming up this week for me. And then every fortnight, every Friday, we come up with a more um, in-depth kind of yoga lifestyle, taking yoga off the mat um, newsletter. So that's pretty cool. Do sign up to our newsletters when you're on Movement for Modern Life. Um, You know what? We're a really small venture just of, you know, just run by me. It's a little group of committed yogis, but we do specialize in having the very best teachers. And it is amazing. Um, the quality of teachers who we have. So I just hope that you're going to check it out and enjoy it. And I really, really appreciate you for listening to the podcast and for supporting us. Please do give us a review on wherever you found your podcast, on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever that is. Please give us five stars and that way other people will be able to find us. I would be very, very grateful if that could be your little act of kindness for today to this small venture to hopefully spread the word a little bit more so i would appreciate that and obviously sign up to movementformodernlife.com get your free 14-day trial and hopefully you'll enjoy our teachers as much as i do anyway without any further ado i am going to take off now And I hope you listen in next time. Do subscribe so that you don't miss an episode where we take yoga off the mat. ta for now.